adults only. Explicit content. Bad language. Controversial topic. Ian hates music. Warning. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And my name is Dave. And my name is also Sick Boy. Yep, of course. Keeping a good streak going. Yeah, it never fucking ends, man. <laughs> and then talk about something that never fucking ends. Snow, apparently. No, it's coming out swinging at my place. Um, so if my Wi-Fi cuts out, that's just because we probably lost power. And I'm going down with it. Really, the quote from Game of Thrones should be, winter is never fucking leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's here to winter stay. Winter is staying. Yeah. Winter is here, here to stay. Yep. That's how good we are at promos, bitches. All right. <laughs> because we are worried that, you know, power can go out and whatnot and what the fuck, let's just go on and let's get to scene news. news time and we start tonight with alex kohler of chelsea grin now you might remember what was it, a couple weeks ago maybe even more we talked yeah. about how chelsea grin had to drop off that major tour with motionless yeah. and white and ice nine kills you know they got replaced by like monster flames which is awesome for people yeah. obviously <laughs> like us who love them but for people that really love chelsea grin that kind of sucks it was because the band had stated that alex had some kind of sickness or something, his declining health issues that he was having. Yeah. And yep. then now he's kind of made a statement. And now this is my own opinion. But to me, it seems like this is drugs, alcohol, and or sex addiction. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, drugs, alcohol, definitely just uh, some personal issues. Which is fine. You know, you don't have to come out and specifically state it. It's just... You know, I left a string of broken hearts that I have to mend. And then, hey, everyone, put down the bottle, put down the pipe, go enjoy the outside. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Sounds a little bit like that's the issue. Not that he has cancer or that, you know, he has some type of debilitating disease. Normally people go, hey, I have this and that's yeah. why I'm stepping away. It's just, I, I mean, whatever he needs to do to get better. That's the way it is. If I remember correctly, like the their first the band's initial statement kind of made it sound like it was a health related issue, kind of like that, you know? Yeah, and technically it is. Yeah. I mean, any of those it things is, but... is a health issue for sure because it yeah. affects you mentally and physically, which is what he mentions. But normally, yeah, if we talk about anyone else who stepped away from music and they have cancer, they have something else, they say that specifically so everyone can go, oh, shit, that really fucking sucks. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily that, but hopefully he gets the help that he needs and the band can get back on track for sure. 
Yeah, I can only hope. Um, that really sucks to see. And it's happened, uh, well, for me, I feel like more frequently, and that's never a good thing. Absolutely. This one's a fun one. So once again, we are going back a couple weeks where we had talked about the tweet between Trivium's Paolo and All That Remains, Phil Labonte. Yep, that was a fun one. And now apparently, good old Paolo did a little interview where he talked about this little tweet. I want to ask you your opinion of what he said first. He was, uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't feel like it's genuine at all, any of it. It's just so staged and like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a way to get the spotlight on someone and it's kind of annoying at this point. It did seem like that a little bit. What it also seemed like was that he just wasn't very smart at stating like no if he had just come out and said hey phil boy is a little bitch and yeah. i hate that he runs his mouth and he doesn't represent the scene well then that would make sense to me but yeah, instead just yeah forced <laughs> yeah he like contradicted himself a bunch of times he was talking about how he doesn't think that musicians should have to go out and talk about anything else other than music yeah yeah never go out and do any type of interview unless you're talking about music and in those music interviews only bring up other bands that you enjoy that are coming up in the scene. It's such a weird, like I agree with them in a way. I mean, I hope that larger bands do bring up, you know, smaller bands, but I also, I can't believe I have to be on Phil's side on this one and say, I think anyone in music should be able to talk about anything they want to. Yeah. they, They can be humans. Yeah. So most of what I do would not exist. Yeah, do you know how boring all your interviews would be? Like, really? Oh. Like, if you just, how was your new album? Was it fun? Yeah. Who do you like? <laughs> It'd be like an AP or Rock Sound interview. It really would. Yeah, I can't fucking do that. So I just, I simply don't agree with everything he's saying. And then he backtracks at the end because he says everyone should be able to talk about whatever they want. So yeah. only for him, I guess. And I'm not even a fan. I think Phil's a douche. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I said that before on the show, like, he's an idiot. He can't even back up his statements correctly. All Paulo had to do was go after him for that. Just be like, hey, we want someone who's intelligent to represent this music. And he didn't do that. I don't know why he didn't. Yeah. Yacht me, man. Oh, Paulo. Maybe next time. <laughs> you know, I don't remember. This was a while back. I don't remember if we even talked about the Fry Fest at all on the show. Like, really went into it. Um, No, we, I don't think so. I think it's because we just mentioned, basically, it was rich people being taken advantage of, and we didn't really care. Yeah. I think that was the deal. For anyone that doesn't know, this was the huge, like, billionaire scam or millionaire scam that, like, promised this huge-ass festival that was going to be on cruise ships and on private islands and... Blink-182 was going to, like, headline or something. It obviously fell apart because the guy had scammed people, it turns out. What's his fucking name? Uh, Billy McFarland. Good old Billy McFarland. Sounds like a douche. Yeah, doesn't he? (laughs) Oh, Billy McFarland. (laughs) He now has to pay back $26 million. Chump change. And really, I don't care about any of this whatsoever. I think what'll be fun is if they do... Not like an ESPN 30 for 30, but some type of like behind the scenes documentary, because I'm pretty sure that either Seth Rogen and or James Franco 
said that they're going to be making a comedy movie based on this. Oh, oh my God, that'll be awesome. Yeah, that will definitely be a lot of fun. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't also mind seeing a documentary on it. Yeah, I'll take both. But obviously, fuck that guy. Yeah, who gives fuck a Billy. Shit? Yeah, stupid douche. That should be the last time we ever mention his name on this show. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to talk about this festival because it may affect me. Oh, no. It's in Bangor, Maine, not terribly far from where I live. It's during the summer, so if the World Cup isn't currently on those three days, maybe I'll be able to make this. But it is a festival put on. It's called the Impact Music Festival. Three days, starting at the end of July, July 27th, 28th, and 29th. It's in support of suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And I got to say, I could do all three days of that lineup. I would, I would survive Sunday. I would do more than survive on Sunday. I'd party my fucking ass <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, Lamb of God, Slayer, Anthrax, fun. Maybe. <laughs> it's not all my style, but I do yeah. enjoy those bands. I like to see them live. Yeah, I, I don't think I could handle their, that. This butt rock fan base is one that I don't like to be around. So let's let's backtrack for a second there. I can't allow it to happen on Ian Hates Music. Yeah. That lineup is not butt rock. I don't know, man. This is That's called metal. That's called founding members of metal, like the founding Dude, family. Three days grace is butt rock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was talking about Friday. We haven't even gone on to Saturday oh, and Sunday yet. Okay, okay. You're jumping so, the yeah, gun. Friday Friday is yeah. I mean, it's not butt rock, but there's definitely a crowd that I would from, like really put to that one. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word to say it, but um, too offensive. Um. <laughs> Metalheads. That's it. Yeah. There's really nothing I else. I know you're not old school, so no, I get no. that, but I cannot let that stand. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you shall not pass. All right. I got to think of a good term for this This type of genre to me well, that'll take I'll, you it'll eventually come to me it's not butt rock <laughs> i'll give you that saturday we've got bad omens i'm gonna name the good ones in my opinion okay bad omens hollywood undead is fun i want to see paolo and trivium yeah black label society i wouldn't mind seeing prophets of rage and then event sevenfold even though we're not a fan of the stage they do have a good stage presence no pun intended so i would say that Okay, how do you pronounce that one band with the G on there? Gojira. Gojira. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a Godzilla character. You're so racist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are the coughs. There are the sick coughs. Okay. Obviously, on that day, though, there's also Amur and yeah. Power Man 5000. <laughs> so that would be a little tough for me. And Three Days Grace as well. Yeah, of course. And then Sunday... We have the good ones, Miss May I, Attila, Under Oath, Marilyn Manson, and Rob Zombie. Yeah, that's a uh that would be I, I would be okay with that day. I think Rob Zombie would be kinda actually fun. And that's people will be surprised to even hear me say that, but I would be interested to see what he does. Yeah, he's really good live. Really, really it's good. It's crazy motherfucker. Well, yeah. But then obviously on that day you also have We Came as Romans and POD and Of Mice and Men. I'm surprised We Came as Romans is still uh, like Big, you know, I'm surprised they were invited to this. <laughs> They're popular as fuck, man. They must not listen to the uh, middle of the album. Or any of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 
Well, it's a possibility that I go to that festival. All right. All right. Now, we're just going to briefly touch on this. But are you now going to the Cincinnati date of Warp Tour? That's the game plan, yeah. There you go. Because Knock Loose, the guys that you were complaining about from not being on that one, are now on it. Yep. And I am satisfied with that. That's all that matters. However, they are they are in Columbus in like two weeks too, so I I might have to go to that as well. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Now some quick ones here. So Mushroom Heads co-founder and vocalist Jeffrey Nothing has left the band. Now I haven't listened to Mushroom Heads since this morning when I <laughs> was like, "Hey, what have Mushroom Head been up to?" And check that out based on the story. I don't care. No, no, me neither. Not, not a mushroom head kind of guy. Saw them live when they first came out with their first original album. They were good. Actually like that album. That album came out in fucking 99. So for that <laughs> time, it was like sort of original. I was seven. Yeah, and I was only a little bit older. <laughs> my parents certainly didn't like that they had to drive me to that show. That is for sure. <laughs> but probably best for them to end things soon i mean i don't think they have any original members left yeah the time the time comes the times they are changing as i've been told (laughs) so it looks like the 68 are back in studio which is pretty pretty cool i really enjoyed their previous work two vipers right yep yeah that's some good shit so we'll see where they go with that also once again pretty quick the Cranberries are going to release a 25th anniversary of their debut album. That is the one with Linger on it. Okay. And then also it turns out that they were recording brand new music. And I guess Dolores had already finished all of her vocals. Wow. So that new album is going to be coming out sometime this year, they say. That's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. With the amount of people that all of a sudden were like, holy shit, I forgot about the Cranberries. Like now, yeah, they're probably going to do pretty well with that one. Okay, uh, we we can go ahead and call it now since there was it unfortunate. There was a death. Does AP get a hold of this and put it in their awards? AP will do anything to try and be popular. Yeah. (laughs) So, yes, I'm going to say yes. It's a pretty good guess. I, I would probably say the same. But also, fuck AP. Yep. What kind of meme are you? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bath bomb are you? <laughs> oh, such hard-hitting journalism. Oh, my gosh. Good yes. shit, man. Good shit. Let's talk about a publication that I don't hate, and that's Kerrang. Oh, okay. We can talk about Kerrang. We mentioned on last week's show that Ollie Sykes had done an interview, which he doesn't often do when it's music-related. Yeah. And... You know, I just took a brief part out of it, but he had mentioned about the new album because everyone's wondering, you know, when's the new album coming out? What is it going to sound like? And I'm sure, like most people, we were like, well, it's going to be different than That's the Spirit. I don't think they're going back to Deathcore. I don't think it's going to be Sep Eternal. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. It's going to be something different. And people were freaking out because he mentioned 21 Pilots as an inspiration. God, save me. But here's the thing, man. He then went on to say, Richard Gears, a real hero of mine. Sting. Okay. Sting would be another person who's a hero. The music he created over the years, I don't really listen to it, but the fact that he's making it, I respect that. Yeah. Okay. 
Shut up. Do you not even know that that's a reference? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I know Sting. Why would he say – why would Ollie say that? Can you really not tell me what movie Dude, that's from? He, re- he referenced 21 pilots. Anything is possible. That rest of the line was from Zoolander. I haven't seen Zoolander, man. Oh, my God. Get off the show. <laughs> I hope that when you lose power, I never see you again. Zoolander <laughs> <laughs> is that good, huh? The first one, yeah. Second one, stay away from. Oh, of course. Of course. But here's the As thing. Always. I don't want Jackson to be coming in his pants when he hears that inspiration is different than saying the music is going to sound like them. What he also yeah. went on to say is the reason why they inspire him is because they want Bring Me the Horizon to break into the mainstream even more. And he's saying that 21 Pilots, that's what they've done without compromising who they are. Okay. Which I would um, agree with. I don't find yeah. fakeness in 21 Pilots. I don't no. like them, but I don't think they're fake. No. No, I don't. I don't. I, I would. They've been the same kind of throughout their career. So just people notice them more now. Yeah. He didn't say, hey, we want to be like Sleeping with Sirens and Fallout Boy. No, no one says that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's looking for a band that's not fake, that's going to put out to them quality music. And that's what he wants to do. So I appreciate being able to understand what he wants to do in the future. Okay. Um, I, I gotta say, I am nervous. I will say, I, I am nervous for the album. Well, you shouldn't be blind. I mean, you should yeah. be nervous for all this shit. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I just have this horrible feeling about it. It's not gonna be something we enjoy. I don't know, man. I've been surprising myself. I've been liking a lot of random weird music. Oh, Ian. I just, I don't know if we'll be able to do this one. I had the same feeling about like the used and asking Alexandria. And I was, I was pretty spot on. Look, I still jam into the fire. <laughs> into the <laughs> fire. See? <laughs> that was even with sick voice. Oh yeah. You should <laughs> sing. What was the other song? The, oh, uh, I Empire? Is that what it's called? Yeah, maybe. Can I do the rap that part to it? Song. Oh yeah. I want you to do the <laughs> rap part and then I'll be satisfied. All you want is to be satisfied, man. Yep. Well, how about this for your satisfaction? Let's go to new songs. All right, everyone, it is new song time, and we begin with Greyhaven, Ten Dogs, Red Heaven. The album Empty Black comes out March 16 on Graphic Nature slash Equal Vision Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Punchline, Friends from the Future. The album Lion comes out March 30th on In Vogue Records. Let's take a listen. Hello, if 
Now we have Toothless Bridges. The EP Red comes out March 30th. Let's take a listen. Now we have the Wonder Years, Pyramids of Salt. The album Sister Cities comes out April 6th on Hopeless Records. Let's take a listen. Saw you hiding in the ivy. Watch the night start to decay. Out of the lake, you reach gently off the sore spots. I can see that you're in pain. Everything left in the light here. Now we have Taken with Regret. The EP With Regard To comes out April 27 on Other People Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Casey with Phosphines. The album Where I Go When I Am Sleeping comes out March 16th on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have the InSync cover by Backwards. This is Bye Bye Bye. Enjoy. And now we have Friend of the Show, Ascent Like Wolves, with the new track, Angel Wrath. This also features another Friend of the Show, Ryo, R-Y-O, from the band Crystal Lake. The brand new EP, Spirit Vessel, comes out March 30th on CI Records. Enjoy.
And now we have the new one from Black Peaks. This is Can't Sleep on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. And we end with another friend of the show. This is Bill Murray with Gradient. The new album Solid Chub comes out March 16 on Johnny Frank Productions. Enjoy. buddy boy we just finished some new songs what do you think well i you know i think we both have a really big highlight so let's save that for the end you got it however another great song that i'd like to mention is the ascent like wolves song oh um, yeah friend of the show angel baby wrath? angel wrath first of all great name yeah dude that's such a good song it's so good everyone should go out and pre-order that new ep spirit vessels it's going to be a highlight of march yeah, definitely. Uh, for an EP, that's going to be way up there for you and I. Um, if everything on that sounds like that single, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to make my favorites list no matter what. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that one. And I didn't really expect it. Um, kind of came out of nowhere for me. By the way, if anyone hears the weird sounds coming from Dave's side that I can't take out, it's because his bathroom exploded. It's actually exploding behind me. Yeah, that's not even a fart or a shit joke. No. It's just literally can't handle the snow pressure that's outside i know dude things things are bad in ohio don't don't come here guys i've said that all of my life (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um, i sound like wolves killing it for sure of course gray haven is another yeah really good stuff man liking that me too you know i haven't really made my mind up on the wonder years yet and i was kind of hoping you'd fill in the void for me here what do you think? I did not mind that song. It was obviously on the slower side, but the Wonder Years are a slower band. Yeah. So, I, you know, yeah. I think with the Wonder Years in general for me, though, they've always been this band that I've kind of, I haven't ever decided if I really like them. No, that's true. They're not on my favorites list. Okay. So we're in the same. How about uh, Backwards? The sync cover. <laughs> I thought that was fucking great. I thought it was Dude, really they, good. They, they do some good covers. Yeah. I actually tweeted about that. I tweeted and tagged Cole Rowland and Lauren Babick 
and said, normally I don't say this about a cover that doesn't include those two, but this is Uh fucking great. Yep. (laughs) Big fan. Big fan. That was fun. What I love about the end of that is that Eric just comes back on the mic and goes, taxation is theft. (laughs) And walks away. (laughs) Which it is, people. Which it is. April what? 15th? 14th? Um, I don't know. We're adults. Shouldn't we know that? Yeah. We should. I have not done any of that yet. (laughs) Any other real big highlights for you? Yeah, I want to mention Black Peaks. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was a good one. I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of their stuff sounds like. Yeah, that was a kind of a... They haven't always been on Rise Records, correct? I don't think so. I think this is new. All right, awesome. I'd like to see a new band on Rise Records. I think recently they've been signing kind of uh, bands that have already peaked and been uh, kind of sailed away, you know? You just hate Bless the Fall. And of Mice and Men. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take it away. We know which one we're talking about. Bill Murray time. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Solid Chub is the album coming out March 16th. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Moved in a week because you know that means he's like very excited. Yep. And what's great about Gradient, because obviously that's a standout of this new album. But then on top of that, the music video is fucking (laughs) fun as well because I've never seen anyone do anything like that. Plus, it has Dragon Ball Z and The Simpsons in it. How do you go wrong? Oh, my gosh, dude. His music video is always perfect. Really? Look. They're hilarious. How many times have we talked about how Johnny Frank and Bill Murray are so ridiculously underrated? I don't know how he's not everywhere. How is he (laughs) not on every cover of AP? Why aren't they doing, like, I don't even want to share it. It's almost like it's something that you have that you don't want to share with everyone else in a way. Yeah. But also, he needs to be doing those. I don't know why people aren't going to Johnny Frank to talk to him. Because not only that, he's doing all the production stuff. He has his own studio. He's helping bands like Crazy 88 and Jared Alonji and all these great bands. And yet no one talks about him. It blows my mind, dude. Um I wish I had an answer for you. How many albums do you think we'll get from him this year? Two, three, four? It's pretty early, but I'm going to say two because he does normally do that rotation of three to four months. Okay. So maybe we'll get three, but I'm thinking two. He did say on, I think, Facebook that he already has a couple songs done on the next album. So that'll be uh, probably soon to follow. <laughs> right. And because this is coming out on Thursday... Friday, maybe, depending on my schedule this week, because it's going to be fucking nuts. I can say I've already been listening to this album. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling you would. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I expected. Yeah. Yeah, he does no wrong. I think this one, he took more risks. Yeah. But I just love everything that he does. Yeah. the um, I was so nervous for a while of what the artwork would be with an album title called Solid Chub. Instead, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. so yeah everyone pre-order this he's doing a limited run on merch and he does a great job with merch that was the other thing too in the music video even though he has a blanket over him the green screen blanket he's also wearing the hoodie that i have which is awesome that bill murray hoodie (laughs) is fucking great but he also has this like amazing windbreaker on sale that on the back (laughs) says champagne of bands oh dude i want that so bad it's perfect well isn't your birthday coming up Ooh, it is. Man, I've already have too much on my list for my birthday. Like, I'm asking too much for a guy who tw- who's turning 26. Just 
ask the haters out there. Yeah. Buy me everything <laughs> Bill Murray related. <laughs> At Dave of Doom on Instagram. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, man, check out a lot of these bands here. These were all really good, you know, songs and stuff. So I don't know if anyone can hear that siren. But I really enjoyed this week again. Big fan of new songs recently. There's just tons of really great stuff. So make sure you check out everyone. Make sure you pre-order Friends of the Show, Bill Murray, and Ascent Like Wolves. You're not going to be disappointed. They're going to be some of the best of this year. No, definitely. And on that note, man, how about we do some hate mail? I think it's time. Mail, motherfucker. All right, Dave. It is hate mail time. And this one's a little bit different. Yep. Because this question is coming from Kelly. And we're going to be making a brand new segment with Kelly because Kelly does not know anything about this scene of music. <laughs> oh, boy. So we're going to have her on. She's going to ask us like the most basic of questions. But sometimes I feel like people actually need to know this stuff. Yeah. It's a good question we have, too. So for anyone, before we get to that, for anyone that doesn't know what to do with hate mail, you can go ahead and you can get in touch with Dave, like I recently mentioned. At Dave of Doom on Instagram. Ian Hates is on Instagram and Twitter. At Ian Hates Podcast. No S. And then on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And Gmail. Ian Hates at Gmail.com. Feel free to ask any question your heart desires. It can be music related. It cannot be music related. Yep. Who knows? Once again, you still know my favorite color. Oh. <laughs> But obviously, that is out of the way for right now. I'm keeping that one hidden in my heart. And we are going to go on to the question from Kelly. And that question is, what is it about quote-unquote metal music that speaks to you so deeply? You want me to take it away? Take it away, buddy. I, when she says metal, I, I kind of generalize Kelly probably just talking about anything we listen to that yells. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, that's what people just call It's just metal or screaming music. Mm-hmm. Here's my best, the best way to put it. Um, when you're little as a child and someone were to yell at you, no, or just say no, what is going to have a bigger effect on you as a person? Probably them yelling no. Because I feel like when you yell like certain things, they have a deeper meaning to them. And they should. I mean, I don't. Water parks is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really think like. There's sound and like a uh, meaning behind music that shouldn't be so it can't be poppy. And I don't want to listen to poppy, happy music because I don't need something to tell me that I'm happy. I think that's just uh, avoid this type, this genre of music fills, you know, it's kind of like a therapy thing almost for most people. It just, you know, if you heard someone screaming a super happy, joyful song, it would feel odd, I would say. And it wouldn't maybe resonate as deeply as with you as like, uh, for example, uh, well, any music in our scene, I would say, has like a a deep meaning behind an album unless you're a shit band. Suffer, for example, that'd be a good one. They talk about serious shit, a lot of depression issues and stuff like that and um, anxiety disorders. Um, They yell them because that's how they really feel about it, I feel like. You know, you can't have a really bland monotone sound or put it in a fucking country song you know sure sure i can i can understand that so i do appreciate your answer because i partially agree with it yeah if i hadn't agreed with any of it i would have been like you fucking suck that was a terrible answer (laughs) it sucks 
But this is all about feeling, feeling and emotion. Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying. What I, I guess what I gravitated towards is that I don't think you get to choose what music you like. Yeah. Unless okay. it's a clockwork orange situation where someone straps you down, opens up your ears and makes you listen to pop music for forever and ever. And you're like, oh, or country. And you're like, okay, now I finally like it. I don't yeah. think that's how it works. I think we're kind of built to like what we like. For me, I went through the pop and rap phase because I yeah, do consider yeah. those phases. I never went through a country phase because I've always hated yeah. country. But like no, when you're young and you don't know or you're not exposed to metal music or scene music, you don't yeah. know what's out there. That was the way I was. I've never had friends that liked the same music as me ever no same here i had maybe like three or four friends my entire life with the same uh, taste in music yeah that's even way more than i've ever had so yeah it wasn't like i hang out with scene kids and i hang out with metalheads and stuff that's not how i grew up i'm relatively unique in continuing with the music that actually alienated me from a lot of people yeah um, I think my best friend likes country. It's a painful car ride, man. Yeah, it really is. And I know for a fact that when I go places with friends and I'm like, oh, man, I would really love to listen to my music. It's a painful situation for them. Oh, yeah. So I know it goes both ways. But like I, I think the big thing to think about is it is actually detrimental for us, at least when we were growing up, to like this music. It wasn't like when you see goth kids in the hallway in middle school or high in middle school or high school where you're like, "Oh, well if I dress that way and I start listening to their music, I'm going to be accepted by them." Yeah. A lot of times people are so clicky that liking so many different bands in our scene is difficult because you can't just go to one group or the other because they'll be like, "Oh, you listen to fucking August Burns Red and we're goth? Like we don't like that." Yeah. Or you're a metalhead. And there are bands that don't scream the entire time. They're like, oh, you yeah. like Ice Nine Kills? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little weird when people are separated by that. I'm not sure that pop and country, at least back in the day, had that kind of distinction. Yeah. I don't, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I didn't listen to them really. I mean, my <sighs> pop phase was like taking my dad's Billy Joel record. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, it wasn't like I was listening to popular music on the radio. Okay. I kind of just took like my dad's old shit. Like, he had Guns N' Roses and shit like that. And I was like, oh, well, now I'm kind of getting to where I probably need to be. And that's the other thing. You do gravitate towards that sound that you enjoy. So when I heard that, I was like, this is more what I need to go towards. And then when I started hearing people scream and doing the back and forth vocals, I was like, holy fuck. This is what I love. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I mean, there's especially country. I mean, I don't know how anyone could bear to listen to an incomplete country album and say, hey, I can relate to this, right. you know? Dude, I was on no I was on a car trip. Sorry, you kind of underwatered out there. I was on a car trip the other day for that bachelor party slash wedding. And on the way back, someone put the radio on. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> And they put a country station on, and it sounded like rap country. And they were singing about how they bought a $5 ticket to a show, and they got a red cup, and they were drinking beer and hanging out with their friends. So, like, I don't relate to this whatsoever. No. And I think that goes back to a point I wanted to highlight from what you were saying. 
I like real music. I like yeah. music that has substance to it, is talking about something real. And for a long time, I'm not saying that no pop songs do, because for one, I've seen like, I know this is going to be random for people, but when SNL was okay for a little bit, I remember Sia or Saya, I have no fucking idea. Uh-huh. I saw her on there, just a piano, and her singing whatever song that was, like Chandelier. And that yeah. song is about being a fucking alcoholic and living your life like this is the last day that you're going to be doing it. And when you hear her, someone who can actually sing, do that song, you're like, wow, there's a lot of passion in that. But for a while, pop songs didn't have that. It was all sappy, crappy emotion bullshit of like, oh, I lost my love. Yes, exactly. But I will tell you, though, with all the substance that our music has, all the lyrical backbone that is there, I get happier listening to quote-unquote depressing music that people that didn't listen to our scene would be like, oh, man, how can you listen to that? That's so dark and depressing. I get happy because that's my music. Yeah, and I almost appreciate it more. It like, makes me happy to like to see um, good music or hear good music, I should say. Yeah, and I'll throw in a party band like Attila because that's fun yep. fucking music. And they're not maybe having that much of a message behind it besides be yourself and fucking say whatever you want and don't be a dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so for me, that's why. And Kelly, I think, does mean scene and not just metal. Yeah. I like people that have talent. I like going Mm -hmm. to see a live band and going, wow, look at that drummer. Look at that bassist. Look at that guitarist. That vocalist is really like putting it all on the line to do this every single night. There are still bands that we talk about and make fun of on the show where it's like, what would you do if you went to see them live? Oh, I wonder what fallout boy does to this day. Yeah. I mean, look, dancers and shit can be talented. Like I'm not saying that I can dance up a storm on stage for people and do crazy stuff, but in most cases, dancers don't offer a lot to humanity. Like, I can't (laughs) go watch a two-hour dance session. Like, they're not that talented. (laughs) You know, sports take way more talent than dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Dancing isn't a profession I would consider to be amazing. So when people go to see people lip-sync while dancing, I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, it blows my mind. Um, Like you said, it comes down to the scene or metal music or our scene. When it, then we pick like sub genres within our scene. I think that just comes down to what you like. It sounds better, you know, to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the same as Kelly not knowing that scene is different than metal. It encompasses metal. Yeah. But it's like if I ask you, hey, Dave, you're in town. Let's go to see a metal show. You'd be like, what? Yeah. That's not what we're <laughs> going to do. Like I might go to a metal show, but metal might not be the sub genre that you enjoy enough. Yeah. You got to really like lay that shit out. That's the only reason why subgenres work. Yep. So, in my opinion, my music, I mean, apparently, my music makes me feel good. It's what I gravitate to. And hearing pop music most of the time and hearing radio bullshit and stuff, which I consider bullshit, makes me sad. Dude, if I, I, I really mean this, if I hear a U2 or a Maroon oh. 5, oh man, fucking Maroon 5, if I hear a Maroon <laughs> 5 song, I am in a legitimate bad mood. It's getting harder and harder to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) 
fuck Maroon 5. Fuck Bruno Mars. Well, fuck you too. Well, not you, <laughs> not, not you this time, but the literal band, you too. Yeah, I can't stand yeah. that shit. That kind of stuff makes me sad. So I think really the end answer to this is we gravitate towards things that we like and what makes us feel good. And metal scene music is what makes us feel good. Yep. Believe me, sometimes I wish I could reverse flowers for Algernon myself and like country music and pop music and shit. Like, I wish uh, I could be happy yeah. with that. Like, I'd have so many women. Like, I wouldn't even be able to do this podcast. I would have so many women that I'd be having sex with right now. It would just never end. Oh, my God. Country star Ian. By the way, let me at least put this out there. Everyone should go listen to Bo Burnham, the comedian. He has yes. a song called The Country Song, and yep. he's making fun of how easy it is to make a country song, and it is fucking hilarious. Yes, Bo Burnham's awesome. Go listen to that. Just go enjoy yourself. Go listen to that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Enough of that. Thank you very much, Kelly. Hopefully, we will have a brand new segment with Kelly where she can ask us the most like basic <laughs> questions like, yeah. who's Fallout Boy? Like something like that, and we can just answer. It'll be a lot of fun, and we get a not only a woman's perspective on this, but then also someone who's not in the scene. Yes, it'll be very interesting. Exactly. So, thank you, Kelly. And we are now moving on to our favorite part of the show. Alright everyone, it is album review time, our favorite part of the show, though this week is a little iffy, I think we've been a little spoiled the last couple weeks. Yeah, definitely. It just happens. So let's go ahead, we're going to do this a little differently, and we're going to do a little quick synopsis of some of these bands that we're just not going to go into full review mode, alright? Sounds good. First one is Suicidal Tendencies, Get Your Fight On, and this is a self-release Obviously, this band has been around forever. It's punk with funk, but there's really not that much to talk about here. If you like that style, you'll probably like this. They have a full length coming out later this year, I believe. It's just not enough to go off of right now. And this isn't normally the kind of punk that I listen to. Yeah, and maybe maybe we'll tackle the full length when it comes out. Just wait and see. Exactly. Next up is Twitching Tongues. Gaining purpose through passionate hatred on Metal Blade Records. First of all, great fucking title for an album. I give them full credit for that. Hardcore metal band. They've been around for a while. I really enjoy the instrument structuring here. I really enjoy the chugging riffs. Very much a fan of it. Vocals, I could not do. Exactly, man. Spot on. That's how I felt. It sounded like they were muffled and sung in an underground chamber. They did, man. <laughs> it's so weird. And maybe that's the style, but it's just not my style. Yep, not mine. Now we have Three Days Grace, Outsider on RCA Records. There are currently, that I know of, two bands that are doing this better. Breaking Benjamin and Black Veil Brides. Yep, that's about all we have to say about that band. Um, that was a painful listen. Yep. Too Pure to Die. Only the True Remain EP, and it's an independent release. This is a hardcore metal band, four tracks. 
I thought this was a really fun listen. Lots of breakdowns, lots of aggression, but it's too short. I need more. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get more. So I don't know. I want to look out for the full length. This band might be breaking up, unless it's the (laughs) other too pure to die. But I didn't. It was very confusing of what this was. Uh So this might be their last release. Well, that'll do, pig. (laughs) But people can. By the way, do you know what that's from? It's from two things. Yeah. Name Trailer name Park one of them. And from Babe. Okay, there you go. I'm just trying to make sure you know your own references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyone out there who can correct me if I am incorrect, I would love that. Another quick one, Death of a Nation, Death of a Nation EP on No Sleep Records. This is a four-track hardcore band that is quote-unquote socially conscious, very political, very in-your-face about that. If you enjoy that kind of thing, you'll enjoy this. Yes. And saying that we're not really going into it, you know, Ian and I's take. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing him live, but it's just not something I put on all the time. Next up, Dave's got this one. Nervous. N-E-R-V-U-S. Everything dies on Big Scary Monsters recordings. It's a definitely different listen. It's like a pop punk alternative indie. It's definitely a change of pace for you guys that are getting sick of us playing a I feel like we have a metalcore EP or three every single week. But if you guys want to check that out, more than welcome. It's called Nervous. Um, Nervous is spelled N-E-R-V-U-S. Exactly. And last up on our little quick one here, Moose Blood. I don't think I can do this anymore on Hopeless Records. And Dave, what's really weird is when I was listening to this album, all I could think of is, I don't think I can do this anymore. (laughs) Bam! Yep. And I couldn't, you know. Holy shit, man. Um, This is a bad album. I don't like this (laughs) band. Um, (laughs) This is fucking boring core. And fake, fake core. I just made that up too. Yeah, look, I, I don't know the background of why the change here, but it's definitely different from their last, what, two albums? And... Literally, this to me was so boring. And look, I'm not saying they're not talented because they are talented. This isn't a bad album in that sense. But the direction that they're going in is something that Dave and I do not like. I am not going to see them live because of this album. No, there's no way. Actually, I might save this because I have a a child due in like September. I might keep this to put the child to sleep. Oh, damn. Dave coming out firing. (laughs) Yeah, dude, this 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 was a hot dumpster fire right there. I don't I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, I'm not as mean as Dave is, but I definitely kind of struggled through this. So it's not my yeah. style, but I know it will be other people's styles. And if you enjoy that, that's fucking great. But for us, it's just not there. All right. Now to a little bit more, a little expanded edition here. We've got Lonely Avenue Buried Treasure EP. Nailed it. (laughs) On brainless recordings. This is a pop-punk, post-hardcore, easy-core alternative band. Five tracks. One is an acoustic version of the track Mad, so obviously we want more. But if you like this, you can go back to their first full-length album. That was in 2016. That was called Taking the Road Less Traveled, which is in a similar vein. But really, with this, I just had a lot of fucking fun. 
Oh yeah, man. Lonely Avenue. They have some fun songs. I think we actually played them a while back when we had to do that. Uh, was it Disney like Pixar? Uh, oh, album. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, they're just a fun band. Um, I've I've spoke to the the lead the vocalist of this band a couple of times on social media, mm-hmm. and did some art for them for a walk back probably about two years ago. Nice. Um, yeah, this is a real good listen. Um, I know they're keeping busy. I mean, this is an EP and they have another EP, like you said, the full length and they even threw in the acoustic track at the end too. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Once again, like the low light of this is that you don't have more to go with, but it's just, you know, pop punk with that fun, chuggy, you know, easy core. All of a sudden you've got the unclean vocals coming in over top works very well. Just fun. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like, uh, like maybe uh, for a fan of like chunk, no captain chunk, yes. maybe. I heard that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, easy core bands, sometimes they kind of fall into that rut of sounding very similar to each other. And they can sound a little similar, but I think they threw in enough extra genres in there to stand out at least a little bit. I would really like a full length, you know, to see where their sound is going to go. But everything works here. The cleans, uncleans, all the fun guitar work, the drumming. I would imagine they are bouncing around all the time on stage live. Oh, yeah. They have to be going crazy. So, yeah. Even if this didn't sound like the most original, you're still going to have a lot of fun listening through it. Without a doubt. Be a good one for in the car. So Dave, what track would you recommend? I think we have to play the best track just because of the title. Ashes in the Ice Cream Bowl. You got it. So once again, that's Lonely Avenue, Buried, Treasure EP on Brainless Recordings. By the way, I'm saying it that way. It's Buried Treasures EP, not Buried. I'm saying that because of the whole bit last week. (laughs) For anyone that didn't know, not taking away anything from Lonely Avenue, it's Buried Treasures EP. Yep. (laughs) Now we have Vox Vosis, V-O-X-V-O-C-I-S. Hopefully I'm saying that right. With Star Mesa. Star is S T A R and Mesa is M E I S S A, just in case. Yes. <laughs> and this is an independent release. I would say this is experimental alternative math rock ish. Yeah, ish. It's a it's a unique uh genre. And I don't know where it would fit, but I think you feel the same as I do, and as this is a great, great album. No, for sure. And this is their sophomore album, which is also kind of nice here to have a good follow-up. I don't believe there are any unclean vocals here, right? Like, not really. Not really, no. It's It feels like it, it could benefit from some at times, but I don't think there is that many. I can agree with that. Dude, this album artwork, by the way, is badass. <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, Star Galaxy type thing. I mean, yeah. I'm... A- I didn't do my research on this, but I'm assuming Star Mesa is the name of some galaxy or something. I could be incorrect. Yeah, I, I would think so too. This is um it's badass. I I really do want to get like a poster of that. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be pretty cool. Wow, my voice I think is 
completely failing. My apologies to Vox here. But I really thought, like, great technical guitar work. Yeah. And I want to bring this up. I'm not sure if you heard it because I'm not sure you're big fans of theirs or not. But the vocals themselves really reminded me of, like, a lighter mix of Emery. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, and not with, like, dual vocals going back and forth and, like, that. not that kind of thing. But, like, when you hear it, he sounds like one of the vocalists for Emery. And then maybe add in a little bit of a band called Live to Tell. Okay. We've done a breakdown from the past for them. But it's just a very cool mix. Yeah, it's like Emery, but the um, guitar work and instruments are like a, maybe like a swan core band-ish. Sure. And I, I don't really like to always throw that word around because, I mean, bands aren't always trying to sound like Dance Cabin Dance, I don't think. Um, no. That's just, it's just a damn good sound, you know? <laughs> right. And this definitely isn't trying to do that with dual vocalists and having, you know, unclean vocals on top and singing about random weird shit. Yeah. So I would say they're doing their own thing. And I really enjoy this. Like, even with maybe the scaled down vocals where you don't have as many uncleans or any uncleans, everything is rounded out really well because you just have really cool guitar work and you know, it's heavy in that sense. And also you can just hear the passion in the lyrics as well. You can hear that in the vocals. It just makes everything work. Yeah. And they're going on like a full U.S. tour right now too. And they're, they're not going to see you of course, but of course they not. are in Ohio Boston. twice. Are you going to go twice? <laughs> Um, I'd like to go once. One go. of them's at that shitty venue, I think. So I don't know if I want to go there. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, don't give them any money. So yeah, Dave, all around a really great listen through multiple times. So, what track would you like to hear? Um, I want to hear track two, "Sleepy Puppy." You got it. Crack a smile just because all that I can do to look above. So once again, that's Vox Vosis, V-O-X-V-O-C-I-S, Star Mesa, and it's an independent release. And last up, we have Between the Berry to Me, Automata I, A-U-T-O-M-A-T-A, space I, on Sumerian Records. This is a technical progressive metal band, and this is number eight for albums for them. Damn. And now, what I do want to mention to people, if you don't already know, this is actually the first of two EPs that they're putting out. The next part of this is coming out in June. That's a, that's a unique way to do things. It is, and you know we're probably going to end up getting to it, so I might as well say it now. But I don't know about you, but 
when you get through the six tracks of this, yeah, that final track blot is a long song. It's like ten minutes plus. Yeah. Which they actually, by the way, they kept their songs down more than they normally do, except for that track, obviously. Oh gosh. But this thing comes in around thirty-five minutes. But when blot's done, it ends pretty abruptly. Yeah. So it'll probably pick up real quick in the next one. Yeah, but the question is, how is that going to leave their fans? Are people going to be happy? Or are they going to be like, well, why don't you just wait and put everything together? That way we didn't have this like abrupt ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, it... You know, I don't know how to feel about the whole entire... That format. Is it? Is it cash grabby? No, because I don't think an EP normally costs as much as a full length. Okay. So if they're charging five bucks for this, then if they charge another five bucks, that's even maybe even cheaper than a normal full album. Yeah, it could. Yeah, okay. I, I I'm okay with that then. But then also for people following along with the story, this is also a concept album. And from what I've read, the concept is like I don't know if it's dystopian, but it's a future or some or some world where basically your dreams are broadcast for the pleasure of people watching them. Uh, my dreams wouldn't be pleasured for anyone. Well, it's more like not what you would want people to see. So it's like, ah, oh, laugh at that, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. But I mean, come on. If you don't know the buried in me, you know, this is a good album to check out. You should probably check out their yeah. other stuff as well. But I really enjoyed listening through this because I think the big thing for me was this really was dynamic. Yeah, and I was also going to mention it's nice to hear from Sumerian. I feel like we've only reviewed this might be their first review from them this year even. It's been a while. It's been it has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I always just put from first to last with Sumerian. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of uh That's my big band. Yeah, I think of uh, asking Nickelback more than anything. <sighs> <laughs> I know the only thing you're asking for for your birthday is Alexandria. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but um but anyways, really really enjoyed my listen through this. And like I said, that last track is pretty long. The rest they do a pretty good job of reining themselves in. And I think that was the big thing. Is though even though it's crazy like creepy and haunting and you know, they're really, you know, putting that tone out there like this concept is not a good thing. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. a positive what's going on. Still all the different vocal styles are really, really well done. They've really reined in the electronics. So it's only there to blend in well with what's going on instead of overtaking, which I think some of their past work has had that issue. Yeah, there's no denying that they're a talented band, that's for sure. They're one of the best progressive metal bands out there and one of the first, really. I mean, they yeah. went through like a metalcore phase and then they kind of made their way into where they are now. But if you don't, know them there's probably something wrong with you yeah <laughs> but yeah everything is really well done here once again this is a keep you on your toes type band you know yeah and i wish i didn't trip on everything today but that is the truth <laughs> like that is what they are so many different vocal stylings so much technical guitar work bass drums it all just works really really well was there anything else you want to say no i think we're pretty set well, on that note, Dave, what track would you like me to play? We could be mean and play them all 10 minutes to that song, but I let's do House Organ, track two. You got it.
So once again, that's Between the Berry to Me, Automata I, on Sumerian Records. Wow, Dave, will I ever not be sick? I don't know, man. I have my doubts. This is the worst fucking winter. I have you never, know, <laughs> I've never been this sick in my life. You've been sick for more episodes than maybe healthy this year. Yeah, this year, I would not doubt that whatsoever. Yep. But I am a trooper, and I'm here for the haters out there. <laughs> Even if I lose pronunciation of words and, and cough and yeah <laughs> all right so we're gonna go over the upcoming albums for march 16 we've got casey gray haven stone temple pilots remember the monsters the elk collective and friend of the show bill murray with solid chub what a week so let's move on we had to make sure that you know we didn't have any power outages, and, you know, obviously I'm dying over here. <laughs> That's a real cough there, folks. So yep. we're going to try this right now, see if it works. It is time for Lindsay Quit Lollygagging. You think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous buzzer, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! All right, everyone. Third time is a charm. My voice is giving out on me, so hopefully Lindsay and Dave are going to be able to take the reins on this one. It is time for Lindsay Quit Lollygagging. Lindsay, take it away. Yo and hello, guys. Hello. Yo and hello to you. None of you probably know that reference, because that is from a longtime Canadian show called Radio Free Roscoe. No one has heard of it, but I love it. Now, Dave and I are like just Dave, where we don't get references. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, if you had said Todd and the Book of Pure Evil or Degrassi or Corner Gas, I would have been all about it. But I don't know that one. I am the Degrassi aficionado. <laughs> Let's start the podcast. <laughs> Ian hates Degrassi. Let's go. Ian hates Degrassi. <laughs> all right Mm -hmm. so do you want me to do the concert review is that what we're doing Lindsay? it is up to you we can do the silverstein concert review or we can do the question well let's do both because actually um one of my stories will go into um will will actually go into a question that i was asked oh so i think we'll just that'll segue nicely i went to see not with ian but you know we we both went to see broadside picturesque server scene and tonight alive mm-hmm. i almost forgot tonight alive because i didn't stay for their set wait they headlined your show yes oh. they, they were the last they were, yeah. 
They were the last band. I got fucked. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so, okay. During Picturesque's set, there was a broadside banner because Picturesque apparently doesn't have a banner. So I was like, wow, these guys really don't sound like what I streamed the other day. And I was like, Lindsay, that's picturesque, not broadside. I'm like, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> then I like these guys. Wait, you don't like broadside? It's not that I didn't like them. I didn't like them as much. Well, it, 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 and like, because I saw the broadside banner, I thought I was seeing broadside first. Well, right. No, I got that part of the story. But I mean, <laughs> like, in general, you didn't like broadside or you didn't like them as much as picturesque. No, I didn't. I didn't like them as much as picture as picturesque. No, okay. I mean, I mean, they're they're okay for like a pop punk band, but I'm not. Pro- I'm probably not going to listen to them again. Let me make this recommendation: if you do like pop punk, go back and listen to their album called Old Bones. Yeah, you'll like Old Bones more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I really didn't like the stuff that I was hearing during their set. They only played I mean, uh, one song from their previous album. Wow. Okay, probably why. But um, and then the second story that I have um, was during the server scene show mm-hmm. because I got thrown into the pit on accident. <laughs> How did you get thrown by accident? I just didn't mean uh, pushed well, in by accident. I wasn't thrown. Well, technically I was pushed, but I like to use the adjective thrown. <laughs> <laughs> Always exaggerating, Lindsay. Always exaggerating. <laughs> but anyway, that goes into my segment about females and mosh pits. Right. Let's do it. Now, as for me, not a fan. Right. No. I I did not know what to do. <laughs> Someone literally pulled me out saying, like, you don't belong here. And I'm like, you're Whoa. right. Wait, wait, wait. Question, though. Was it a female or a male or nonspecific that pulled you out? It was a female, actually. Okay. Wow. Because I was about to say... That sounds sexist, but now it just sounds not empowering. Yeah. That's a worry. That woman should have been like, you deserve to be here. Yeah. But anyway, so, I mean, and and, and I saw several females in that pit, and they were doing great. Right. This equal opportunity. Yes. And, and, and I mean, if if people like to be, you know, pushed around and jump around, that's their thing. Jump around. It's not mine. Jump around, <laughs> Dave. Do you get in mosh pits? The fuck no, dude. I wanna, I'm there. To, I'm there to, for the fucking show. I, I don't want to be in a mosh pit ever. No, and I think I mean I went through my phase of it too, but mm-hmm. I don't think in general that I would go in a mosh pit. Also, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. How do you feel when females are in the mosh pit? Like if you see like a a smaller girl in in a mosh pit of let's let's for example a brutal show like sure. you know like a I don't know. What would be a really good one? Slayer. You know, uh, Slayer. Yes. Knock loose. Something. Something. Shit's Moose getting blood. wild. Yeah. <laughs> shit's getting wild in that mosh pit. Look, if they want to be there, they want to be there. Like, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. I don't think it's good to protect anyone who doesn't want to be protected. Yeah. They okay. know the risk and they're going diving in. Exactly. Yep. It's the same as in a little sense, maybe not as much. But it's like a girl kind of has an idea that if she crowd surfs, hands might go places they shouldn't. They will. Yeah, and it's not saying it's a good thing. It's definitely not. And, and like, that's why, yeah. 
You shouldn't be groping women when they're, but you also shouldn't be groping guys when especially, they're crowd surfing. Either. It's gonna happen, especially at a moose. Yeah. Show. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> God. They got rid of that member. <laughs> I don't know about the other one though, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jesus. Lindsay. So, do you ever or have you ever crowd surfed? I have not ever crowd surfed. It's it's because I mean. I haven't been to very many shows where there was crowd surfing. Yeah. Actually, going to Warp Tour this year was my first time ever, you know, witnessing a crowd surf. Okay. Oh. And I, I mean, sure, maybe once, but then yeah. probably never again. Just like Warp Tour. Well, you have <laughs> one more chance. Well, and and unfortunately, Uh-oh. and I'm and I'm 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 bracing bracing for the hate. Hey, by the way, Lindsay, yeah. you yeah. know what's crazy when you're like really good at podcasting. And you do your research on people. What a great segue that was, since I know what you're about to say. If people actually listen to the person talking, not like other shows, then they know how to like seg into that, right? Pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to Warp Tour this year. What? What could possibly keep you away from Warp Tour? Uh... I'm kind of seeing Evanescence and Lindsey Sterling in Cincinnati on July 14th. Wait, who? What's the name of the band? Evanescence. Who? I don't know who that is. Yeah, who? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing Lindsey Sterling in another band. Hey, is that a dog in the background? Yes, that is a dog oh, in the background. You are killing me, Smalls. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to say who once again. If you could just tell me the band's name. I'm seeing Evanescence. Can you spell it for me? E-V-A-N-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. Oh, Evanescence. Evanescence. Oh, Oh, my God. Okay. I got you. All right. You're going to see Evanescence and Lindsey Sterling. Yes. Interesting. Why didn't you say it right the first time? I did. Oh, Dave, did she? You're not saying it right. I, uh, uh, she, yeah, she, I'm she's pretty lying. sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Eve in essence. I'm pretty sure I want to kill you. I, I think I think you really should go to Warp Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll take nothing away from Lindsey Sterling. Super talented. Absolutely. Extremely, extremely talented. And it'll be great when she goes out there and does the Eve in essence hit My Immortal. Yep. You know, it'll be great. But uh, yeah, I just I don't see that as better than Warp Tour. The only reason, uh, the only reason why, because the Warp date in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh in that concert is all within like the same two weeks, and I knew I couldn't do that because of my work schedule. Ah, okay. And, and because of you know, I need more money. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you need some money for a fucking muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Everyone, professionalism. Remember, she listens to a podcast that has none of it. <laughs> I listen to lots of podcasts. All right. She Thank listens you. to one. One specific one. That sounds like most people on the phone are muddled and underwater. <laughs> but it's great when you don't have to do any of your own editing or work for it whatsoever. So, you know. Oh, no. You got Ian going. You got oh, him boy. going. Oh, boy. I don't remember saying anything. Slow your roll. <laughs> Well, my roll's way faster than most, so. (laughs) And on that note, because we need to limit that, Lindsay, thank you very much for your segment. I enjoyed that a lot. I think we got a lot of laughs out of it as well. 
So, Lindsay, do you have any final words for everyone? I do not. Well, <laughs> well, maybe. No, I don't. What a way to end the segment, people. <laughs> we are podcast professionals. So on that Just note. Just follow me everywhere. What is your Twitter Except name? My Say Twitter. Uh, my Twitter name is Lens with three Z's. That's L-I-N-D-Z-Z-Z, Faith. And that's, that's me everywhere on every social media kind of platform. There you go. So, Lindsay, thank you very much. Thank all those five dogs in the background. Just for Jackson's sake, can we know the dog's name? Um, Skittles. Well, there's there's Sparky, Dash, Barley, oh and me, Rutker. <laughs> uh, can't remember the fifth one. All right. Well, very original. Thanks, Sparky. Yep. <laughs> well, Dave, I believe that means it's time for the end of the show. All right, Dave, end of the show time. Do that thing you do. All right, guys, another good episode for you. So make sure you tell a friend. I know I'm getting some more people on board and getting some new listeners, um, getting some more questions, um, not really hate mail. So I wish they'd just submit those. Yeah, tell a friend like I'm doing right now. So the uh, social media platforms are all over the place. I'm Dave of Doom. Ian's going to plug off his because he has like 40. Mm-hmm. Um the other uh, social media platform is dead. I've accepted that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's done, man. <laughs> yeah. So short-lived. Yes, it was. Yeah, and I'm sure Ian will have a couple interviews soon. And he's hinted at a couple. I think I know one without him even saying it. So, oh. Yeah, another uh, week of... Uh, Instagram was pretty, pretty pumping last week, man. Pumped out eight. Like eight uh, reviews in one post. Yeah. You had to cram them all in there. <laughs> I did. I started tagging people. <laughs> yeah, dude. But it worked, you know. More people are reaching out. So uh, thank you guys for that. Um, what do you want to leave them with, Ian? So yeah, Dave hit it pretty good there. He's never heard that before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um But in all seriousness, folks, you can follow Ian Hates on Instagram and Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast, no S, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and email ianhates at gmail.com. Once again, tell a friend, just like Dave said. And also, like I mentioned last week, and I kind of went in detail, but I'm not going to do that this time. If you hear someone on Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition and you really like what you heard, reach out to that band on social media and let them know. Say, hey, I'm going to check out your music because I listen to Ian Hates. Or, hey, I really love what you said. That was really funny. Blah, blah. Do that. Bands really appreciate it. You have no idea sometimes what bands reach out. By the way, Dave, I'm not sure if you saw, but the band Capital North was yeah. very happy that we talked so highly about their EP last week. Yes. Is that maybe a hint at something or... Maybe future, but that's not what I was okay. getting at here. I am so book solid right now. It's like impossible, but I wouldn't mind having that. I actually, I'd probably reach out to them and, and say something, but at least for right now, they were just happy to hear us talk about their EP on the show. Yeah, that's a damn good EP. Yeah. And it's just really cool to hear that. So make sure everyone goes out, check out Capital North. 
they are definitely worth it. You should really check that out. But anyways, back to the topic at hand. Reach out to artists. Let them know that kind of stuff. They really do appreciate it. It's a lot of fun as well for them, I'm sure, to hear the good stuff. Don't be Twitter snitches and go <laughs> over to fucking water parks because none of their fans are going to be able to talk to me anyways because I fucking mute all of them anyways. <laughs> but then on the note of Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition, last week when I mentioned that I wasn't sure I was going to get it out on time, I did actually get out finally part three Dawson Schultz of the ongoing concept colon the reckoning oh boy I was very happy with that kind of wanted to space it out because we were putting out so yeah. many episodes with Dawson I had to space things out a little bit so <laughs> hopefully people really enjoy that as well as much as I did obviously I can't wait to have Dawson back on the show and I'm sure that's going to happen sooner than later but that was like the end of the trilogy like the places trilogy okay and then also, I'll make the announcement right now, even though I have like three or four that I have to get out here. The next Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition is going to be returning friend of the show, Steven Giuliano of I Am Ghost, as well as the returning Requiem. Oh boy. So not only is he going to be talking about the new album from Requiem, we also do the first 10-year retrospective of the I Am Ghost album, Those We Leave Behind. Oh boy, that'll be a good one. Oh I'm yeah. excited for that. It's one of my favorites for sure. And really, because I think I'm going to die, we should probably stop talking. So yep. Dave, I'm sure we have other stuff we have to talk about, but we will get to that next week. So Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? <coughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't be a dick. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Oh, Dave, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs>